Come on, let's love him tonight. Pastor Moore's coming. Everybody say, jump on him, Jesus. Anoint him with mighty power. Well, isn't it great to feel fervent spirit of truth. That cleanliness tonight. Hallelujah. That sweet peace inside. That comforter. Even on a Wednesday night like tonight. Amen. To feel the presence of this almighty God. Got your Bibles, Acts 1. 1 and 8, we're going to stay with that as a focus verse. We won't, uh, we'll use a lot of the verses tonight. Man, as we talk about this, I mean, he wants to be a witness for the Lord. Testimony of his goodness and grace and his power and love and salvation. Man, how to live, how to live an overcoming life, a victorious life. And, how many of you believe that this community and our world needs some testimonies? They need some, they need some burning candles. And church is sitting on a hill and can't hide its light. They need some witnessing of Jesus Christ. But he shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And he shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea. And in Samaria unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you so much. We're thankful for all that's able to gather here. And God, we ask you to just uh, in a special way to touch those that are sick and afflicted, not able to be here tonight, but the healing hand of the healing virtue of the Lord would reach out to them instantly and spontaneously. Amen. As we pray here tonight. We ask you, God, to move upon this service and every life that's walked in this place with the power of your presence and the power of your word. Help us, God, to deliver it under the anointing of the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. You may be seated. Brother Brennan, Brother Sister May, which one are you going to introduce us tonight? <laughs> uh, sure, come on. I knew Brother Moore was going to ask this, so... I got to thinking this evening, Marshall Baron Ferguson. Three strong names, in my opinion. You know, I, people in the community have come in the store and, man, I, Marshall, just, and they start telling stories about my grandfather. You know, like Brother Moore saying, a testimony. He was a testimony in this community. Even at that superstore on the bench. And they knew. They knew what he had on the inside of him. And people have bragged on, on my grandfather preacher. He's not here yet, but he's coming. But him and my father have carried on a good name. A Ferguson name. So there was nothing more fitting than to put barren in the middle that meant strength. You know, there's, there's, there's a meaning to names, just like the name of Jesus. And I saw last Tuesday a wife that's very strong and tough that gave birth because she had high blood pressure. And after I was there loving on that little boy, her blood pressure bottomed out. 
And I thought I was going to lose my wife. I didn't show it then. But as I was holding that little boy, I was thinking, God, you've brought in a miracle and you're fixing to perform a miracle. And before they gave her blood, she had to get two units of blood because she was hemorrhaging. And before they gave her blood, her blood pressure started coming up. Hey, I saw my God in action. When I needed Him most, there was, there was people out of this church, my family, my pastor, they didn't know exactly what was going on then. But you know what? I called upon the name of Jesus because there is power in that name. Woo! There's strength in that name. Woo! He's been good to me and He's been faithful to me and I'm going to keep holding on because you know what? There is strength in the name of Jesus. Let's be a testimony to this world, to this community. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Sister Mayo, would you like to say something? Amen. Praise God. We serve an awesome God tonight. Hallelujah. Have you noticed something? Did you notice what Brother Ford was testifying about? Did you notice what Brother Rennie was saying here? Let's fight for it. I'm, I believe one of the biggest mistakes in the American church is we've been protected, we've been reserved, we've been kind of, and so we're a little hesitant to fight and pursue some things that God wants to give us. But we've got to fight for it. There is a mentality in America with Christianity that is just given to us on a silver platter. That if it's, if it's of God's will, what's all this resistance about? It's God's will, why isn't it? When time after time in the scriptures, it was God's will. But buddy, they had to pursue it. They had to fight for it. They had some devils to overcome. There were some hindrances they had to put. There were some ups and downs. But you know what? Because they stayed with it, God blessed them. And you know what? God's still in the same blessing business. Amen. <clears throat> Tonight, uh, as you know, we're, we're kind of talking about, um, uh, I believe to have the revival that God wants us to have, to have the effect upon our community. It's about witnessing. It's about witnessing of Jesus Christ. As you notice the focus verse that uh, it's impossible to be that uh, effective witness. Amen. According to the scripture now, it says power comes upon us after the coming of of the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost that witnesses through us. Okay? So, today, uh, and, and the early part of the week, I'm just praying and trying to, because, uh, to be effective here, how uh, to cultivate this field, how to operate in this community, how to persuade, how to win, this community. Uh, the Bible says a man that wins souls wise. 
Uh, I don't believe that every field can be worked just alike. I believe there are some methods. I believe there is some means uh, and, and uh, ways of, of witnessing and testifying and doing. And I'm probably going to come back to this one uh, as, as Wednesday night. I hope I got across one of the most powerful witness tools you got is having, having Holy Ghost Church. When you, when you got to have a place to bring them. And when you get them here, they've gotta, they got to feel the power of God. they got to feel the love of God. they got to know that, you know what, there is a presence in this place that I just, I didn't feel down the road or up the road. But there's a power, a presence that, that's here that, that I just hadn't been introduced to. And you'll know it. You'll know it. As an individual, it can be a total stranger that walks in here. It's never been in Pentecost, never, maybe never in no church whatsoever. But they'll, they'll be able to witness, amen, the, the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost. And if it's too hot, we can turn the air on because I don't have nothing on. I cut the heat off with Andrew and cut the air on and bump it. I got it on seven. If you don't turn it on, give it them. Yes. Uh, I want you comfortable. I don't want you, amen, uh, amen. I want you, you know. Praise God. We want to make the best we can. <clears throat> so, as we ponder this and look at it, and, um, hey, I've listened to a lot of men, a lot of successful men, and, and uh, things that they grow in churches and methods and means and ways and reaching out, and we're going to work on some of this. But uh, I felt in the Lord, especially today, and I began to just kind of study it out and research it a little bit and try to work on it. And uh, I just realized I forgot my watch, but y'all help me. No, 8.30 now. We'll cut her off. Y'all just let me know. And um, so, but uh, this is what really came to me. We cannot be ashamed of this. You can't be ashamed of Jesus. You can't be ashamed of the Holy Ghost. You can't be ashamed of this lifestyle. You can't be ashamed of everything that's associated that ties in to the church. And uh, to be real effective, to be able, amen, you, you and I have got to be determined that we, do, we cannot deny Jesus. If you listen to the world, if you listen to the things around us, the world and the uh, spirit of iniquity and Satan is doing everything that it can possibly do to shove Jesus completely out of the world. We're the nation. We're, we're really the nation. You know, Israel, you know, they're chosen people, but, but they don't believe in the Messiah. They don't believe in Jesus Christ. They, they can't claim to be the Christian nation that you and I can claim to be tonight. I just, I just, that's just the way it is. They don't believe, amen, this New Testament. They don't believe it's a better covenant. They don't believe that you could call on the name of Jesus, all power in heaven and earth. Amen, amen, and earth. And um, to, so as we was even singing that song, I thought about the witnessing, amen, on earth. I know the Bible's taught us that Satan, amen, that he is the God of this world. He's the prince of the air. And he has kingdoms to offer. And he has opportunities to offer to people. If they'll worship him and get, get on his page and get on his agenda and his, his ideas and opinions and to be. Because he's one day he's actually going to sit in a temple. And he's going to sit on a throne. And he's going to claim to be the Christ. And he's going to claim to be the Messiah. But he's not. He's the Antichrist. But John made it clear to us that even in the times of his writing that the Antichrist spirit was already working. And how much more so 
the time, the hour that we're living tonight. And so now we see the clash. We see the warfare. We see what goes on. Especially whenever you start testifying and witnessing under the power and the influence of the Holy Ghost. It's, uh, there's a revelation with that. That illuminating light. We're brought out of darkness into his light. There, there's, there's multitudes upon multitudes that claims to be Christians and disciples of Christ. But they have given themselves over to the world and to iniquity of this world. I, I'm just telling you like it is. You know why? They're blinded. They can't see. They don't know nothing about a man, Acts 1. They don't know anything hardly about Acts, period. They, they, they go, as they call it, the Roman road. They jump to Romans. Not realizing that those 21 letters was written to individuals that don't experience the book of Acts. Those letters wasn't written, amen, on how to be saved. They was written on keeping yourself in a raptured condition. And dealing with suffering and dealing with hindrances and dealing with the devil and the surroundings and the, uh, uh, the, the even the Judaism, amen, doctrines that kept trying to slip back in and, and tell people, you know, you can't be saved unless you're circumcised the way the old law. <laughs> so, as you watch, and that's, that hadn't changed. So, now, here's the problem. Here's one of the biggest problems. And I, I felt this years ago. And I know this is going out in the air, but it's still the truth. The biggest problem we got, amen, in the Bible Belt, and even in our community, is that most everybody feels that they're saved. That they have got the right foundation laid, and they're building on the right foundation, but they never have experienced the foundation. And without the foundation being laid and laid right, you can build and you can do whatever you want to. You can even outbuild the church that's on the right foundation. You can even have miracles and wonders and signs and still be lost and undone. And so that's a reason it's so important for you and I. If we've experienced the Holy Ghost, if we, and I'm talking about experience it, I ain't, I'm, not, I'm talking about really being filled with the Holy Ghost and really being led of the Holy Ghost. I want to be a witness of the Holy Ghost and the power of God. And that it's not as easy as you might think, amen, in the world and the time that we're living. But uh, God's going to help us. So I, what, what I'm going to focus on a little bit tonight, though, there's one thing about it, that regardless of who believes the message or who don't believe it, and I'm talking about of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about living a called out life, a separated life. That, that division's getting wider and wider now. If you, hadn't, if you hadn't shook yourself, because that's one inroad that the world is making even in Pentecost, is to look more like the world. Dress more like the world. Go to places of the world. So what spirit leads them? The more you get involved in worldly things. John and I still haven't, but I, Lord help me and I get some time. I really, I believe there's more to that when John talks about love, not the world, neither the things of the world. I believe it's more to it where Paul talks about not to get entangled in the affairs of this world. There's purpose, there's reason for that. Amen. Because, and don't say we can't be deceived. 
First thing out of Jesus' mouth was, amen, when he questioned him about coming back, he said, Let no man deceive you. We, we, we learned last week that even Satan himself can come as an angel of light and have ministers to do the same thing. You've heard me have taught you and told you there's more people going to wind up lost off of, off of chairs and pews out of, out of religious buildings than off of bar stools. Uh, it can get deep and get rough, but it's still, it's still the Word of God. The plan of salvation that has been given to us. But you and I don't need to be ashamed of it. We don't need to be ashamed of this. Amen. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about being rude. I'm not talking about getting a rebel spirit about us. I ain't talking about that. I believe the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. I believe Holy Ghost people can show greater love. Greater compassion, long-suffering, kindness, meekness, friendliness, joy, peace, faith. Well, I'm naming quite a few of the fruits of the Holy Ghost. So these are things that should be hanging off our limbs. <laughs> can I put it that way? These are things, amen, that, that, that you and I can depend on. To help us and come to our aid. And so that's, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit here tonight. Amen. Ashamed of him. Ashamed of Jesus. Ashamed of this gospel. We're not ashamed of it. Amen. And it's a dangerous thing if, if that would happen. It was amazing to me when I began to look up the word. I think it's, and don't hold me to this one, but uh, I just glanced at that because I didn't really look at it. And, but I think shame, the word shame alone is mentioned in the King James Version some 122 times. First time it's mentioned in Genesis second chapter is dealing with Adam and Eve, amen, and they was naked and was shamed not. Amen. And then the next time you read about it, it's with Miriam. Miriam, amen, whatever. She had rose up against Moses and leadership. And, and, and because of his marriage, amen. And they begin to uh, question his authority and the call upon his life. And God, God, amen. Whenever the time come and Aaron asked Moses to pray for him. Moses prayed. And, and God brings it to our attention, amen, how that, um, you know, for shame for her, the spit for the father, spit upon on her face. And there's a lot to that. I won't go into all of that. But, um, amen, that, that that was, a, in fact, if you go back to that time and that hour, spitting either on the grounds. A lot of, a lot of your commentaries don't believe that they actually spit in the face. But I'm going to tell you what, they spit on Jesus. Amen. They didn't spit on the ground, but they spit on him. But that was one of the most... Um, um, Acts and actions that you could take of, of how you felt toward an individual was by spinning on them or spinning on the ground before them, amen, of rejection and to detest them. And that was one of the most powerful actions you could take play, do in that, in that time and area of life. And, and so uh, as you go on with that, you're going to notice in Psalms, though, and I'm just going to mention a few verses and try to just get to some few points here, amen, because it's very important, amen, that, um, and, and, and watch this, because I'm going to connect some things. I really feel I'm going to connect some things even in the spiritual realm. Why? Possibly, there's a possibility that we don't see some demonstrations in the spiritual realm and in the angelic realm, amen, right here. Uh, we should never be ashamed of being who we are. Our ladies should never be ashamed, amen, because you don't cut your hair. Ladies, you should never be ashamed because you don't paint up and you don't, man, I'm telling you something. Don't follow the haircuts of this world. Don't let these little trim, these little, don't let that's following the wrong spirit. 
We don't want to be like that. We want to be vessels of God that's got sound minds and know who we are. And we don't want to follow after all of that. I'm telling you, it's creeping into the church. If we're not careful, church won't look no different than the world. Tell me where they got to go. Tell me where they got to run to. When the powers of evil begin to pop up, they won't have no place to go. We got to hold on. So we can't be ashamed of this. Because if you're ashamed of it, you're not going to hold on. You won't do it. You won't do it. That, that, that emotions of those powers. You'll find a more liberal place to go. Claiming to be one God. Claiming to baptize in Jesus' name. But I'm here to tell you they won't hold on to it. They won't hold on to it. So I don't even want to get there. Psalms 31.17 says, Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon Thee. I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters. Man, anytime you come up here to get prayer, don't you ever be ashamed. Come and get prayer. I don't care if you do it every service. For whatever reason, don't you ever be ashamed that I've called on God. I've called on the Lord. Amen. I've come again believing. Amen. Because you know what? I believe he can help me. I believe if anybody can help me, he can. And it doesn't matter if it's a mental problem or a physical problem or a spiritual problem. And I'm going to tell you something. The reason we're having so much physical problem and mental problems is because we've got such a spiritual problem. Amen. Because there is an angelic host and a spiritual warfare that's going on. And without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you'll never win the battle. As long as you hunger and thirst after him and you pursue after him. I tell you, there is a journey. And God knows how to work it out and bring you around. But if you ever reach the place and I'm content and satisfied without it, I'm here to tell you that's the day you'll realize. And that's the place you'll come to the conclusion. And you'll start, amen, walking away from the light instead of to it. I have a feeling that too many times even us, it's, it's got, we experienced the Holy Ghost. We, we, just, we just found a comfortable place and... We just found a place and, you know, and don't, 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 don't bother me now. I'm saved and I got my own little agenda and I got my own little routine. and I got things, but you, you and I, I brought to you attention like, it's God's will. Amen. This is the purpose of Jesus Christ was come to save humanity. Come and to seek and save that which was lost. He gave us the demonstration of the coin. He gave us the demonstration, amen, that was lost. And she's done everything was in her power, amen, to get the candle lit and get the light and get the broom and sweep it. And it didn't matter what coin of the tin it was. Hallelujah, that didn't have any essence on it whatsoever. And so you and I have got to have the same passion about it. I want to be saved, but not just I want to be saved. God, you help me to save anybody. Hallelujah, you help me water. You help me plant. You help me, God, amen, to do what I can. I don't have to be this and I don't have to be that. But oh God, I want to do what you want me to do. And so as we watch this about... Another time he says, Psalms 25, and they're all basically the same. Psalms 25, 2 and 3, oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not the enemies triumph over me. 
Don't let this pitfall, don't let this incident, don't let this whatever it might be, God, to win the battle and win the struggle. Hallelujah. No, because I'm not ashamed of you. I'm not backsliding over it. I'm not going to find another, another, another Jesus or another gospel. And they did already. Amen. In Paul's writings, they already found another Jesus and they already found another gospel. But he said, there is no other. He said, though an angel come down and preach it here, he said, there is no other gospel. I'm telling you, there's too many avenues. Too many. Way, way too many. At one time, I guarantee you, if you could take a mirror back about, about 70 or 80 years, you'd be shocked how many churches looked a lot alike. <laughs> Taught and preached a lot in common. <laughs> but you watch this. But those that rejected his name in baptism, every single one of them is full of the world tonight. Because you can't live outside the world and away from that world unless you're a Pharisee and you make that your God instead of the God of holiness. I, I wouldn't plan on none of this. Let me just, I'm going to get away from that. So Psalms 30, 31 and 1 says, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never, let me never be ashamed. Regardless of my journey, regardless of what I'm facing, regardless of what I got to go through, I'd never be ashamed of you as my Lord and you as my Savior. I'd never be ashamed to call on your name and cry out to you. I'm telling you the world's done everything it can to keep us from praying and crying out to God while they worship their idols and make them gods. Right here in this country. They won't say nothing to them that gets their little rag out in the middle of airports and wherever and it gets time and they lay them out there and they get out and call on their gods. They're afraid to say anything to them. Amen. Because of what may come up against them. But I'm here to tell you, you and I, with wisdom and knowledge and love of God, the heart be the Holy Ghost, we can't be ashamed of this gospel that brought us out of darkness into this marvelous truth. Never, never, God, help us never, never be ashamed. Deliver, deliver me in thy righteousness. Don't ever be ashamed of righteousness. Don't ever be ashamed of holiness. Don't ever be ashamed of separation. So what if you don't get to go to some of the places they go? They're not as happy as you think they are. They're not having as much fun as you think they are. It don't even last until the next morning. Uh, and that's getting, that's getting, that's getting, it'll get worse. Because we got so many gadgets now. Trying to contend even our little children. Pacify them. Occupy them. <laughs> Boy, that went over good. <laughs> Entertain them. I'm going to go right back to it. I believe that's the reason one of the results of the pandemic had such an effect upon the church. Because of the church is not careful. She's about like the junkie. <laughs> I got to come and get my Wednesday night fix. 
because, please don't be, amen, because, because I'm not willing to get in that prayer closet by myself. Because I'm not willing, amen, to shut everything else out. I'm not willing to work on that personal relationship with Jesus Christ and build a relationship with Him. But I'm going to tell you something, the lack of that personal relationship, you'll have a hard time, amen, walking with Him outside that way. You'll have a hard time to walk the highways and the byways and represent Him in the power and the demonstration of His love and mercy and grace. And if you and I are not careful, we'll be led by the same Spirit and we'll want to draw our guns and we want to cut people's head up and we want to beat up people. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. If the church is not careful, she'll be taking on the same actions and response. But, that, that's, but we're not ashamed. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to jump those rabbits. I'm trying to keep. Amen. Psalms 34. Amen. Two things is brought out in this particular chapter. I want to bring to our attention. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. But the Lord quoted this scripture the other night. My soul shall make, it, make, make his boast. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto me and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. We're not ashamed to be who we are called to be. We're not ashamed, amen, to walk in the goodness and the mercies of God. We're not ashamed, amen, when we're climbing the same mountains they're climbing. Amen. Depend on God to Come to our rescue and help us along the journey. We're not ashamed to walk down the same valleys that the world's walking. Amen. And we don't look for this resource and that resource. Brother Ford talked about it already starting at this. And I'm not preaching against medicine. I'm not preaching against doctors. But I'm here to tell you I don't depend on them. I'll tell you right now I don't put my faith in them. And the only reason they're going to work and the only reason they're going to be sent is because we called on his name. And if America don't wake up and don't turn from her drug addictions, those foreign countries are going to overcome us by drugs. Okay. How many have ever heard the statement? We'll take that country without firing one shot. Well, I just wonder how they're going to take it. Might surprise you. You've seen it. I've seen it. Whenever they get becomes become so addicted to them, they sacrifice everything for that feeling. One more time. They sacrifice their health. They sacrifice their families. They sacrifice their careers. They'll give everything, including their lives. Find themselves in a place, amen, in such a deep valley. Amen. You heard the, the testimony of Brother Booker. <laughs> Amen. He tried. He had Joe. Wasn't it? Joe. Joe, shoot me up, man. Shoot me up. Take me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to leave here. And sometimes they're successful at it. And God allows it. Amen. But you got to understand he's a sovereign God. It's not that he agreed with it. Because the Bible made it very plain last Wednesday night. God gets no glory out of the wicked 
dying. He told Israel, he said, you don't have to die in your sins. Hallelujah. You got a God. You was introduced to a God that brought you out of Egypt. Hallelujah. Thank God. We're not ashamed of what we've been brought out of. Hallelujah. Why would we want to go back to beggar elements? Why do we want to go back to the spirits of the world? Why do we want to buy ourselves and give ourselves and give our minds and give our hearts and give our bodies over to the spirit of the world? Oh, no. I'd rather make a sacrifice for Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to fast for him. I'm not ashamed to tell the world I need him. And you need him and everybody needs him. You've never lived until you live for Jesus Christ. I don't care what positions you hold. I don't care how much money you got. You've never really lived until you live in the Holy Ghost. We got to persuade them. We got to convince them. We can't walk around here like a bunch of sad sacks. You can't walk around here regretting to pray all the time. Well, he's got the best financial plan there is. Nobody can offer what God offers with a financial plan. If you do it and you do it right, he's going to bless you. You don't have to worry. Our every need, he said, we sung it tonight. Our every need is supplied. Hallelujah. For we're not ashamed about that. We're not ashamed to admit that we're just weary pilgrims trying through this world. We can't make it on our own. We gotta have the Holy Ghost. We gotta have your mercy and grace, Jesus. We're not ashamed to lift up our voices. We're not ashamed to cry out. God, we need you. Mark puts it this way. This is where it becomes very important. In the world, the time that we're living, where they're doing everything they can. They don't want you to pray. They don't want you to pray or call on the name of Jesus. Amen. In prayer at schools, they don't want you to pray, call on the name of Jesus at the, the athletical fields and things of that nature. But you watch what happens here. And when he had called the people unto him with the disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's for my sake and for the gospel for my sake and the gospel hallelujah I'm telling you what keeping the gospel is the most important thing there is the gospel amen that really actually means in another term of not just good news and good tidings but it also means information and I'm telling you the wrong information is being dealt out to everybody it's time amen for the apostolic church the Holy Ghost field church not to be ashamed of who we are hallelujah and walk amen with our heads up not with pride of man but with the pride of God. Amen. Of knowing who we are and knowing our God. Because the Bible says in the end time, he that knows his God's going to do exploits. You make me ashamed of God. Expect to be a part of that group. Said, for whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life of the, my sake of the gospel, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And here's the key verse. That's that, that reading. Here's the key verse. 38. Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful Generation. Hmm. Praise God. Whoever, whoever is going to be ashamed of me and of my words. God, I don't want to never be ashamed of your words. I want to love the commandments. I want to keep the commandments. 
the principles. Amen. God help us keep them day in and day out at home, at work. Can I say this? You know, the, one, of the, one thing I can be clear, one thing tonight, everybody's got a field to work. And the biggest field you probably got is the place where you work. Amen. Well, you're that day in and day out, day in and day out. Watch this. You're, in, you're there day in and day out. They're watching you day in and day out. And so you're sowing day in and day out. You're doing a little planting every day. You're doing a little watering every day. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so God, they're watching you. And they're going to watch your response. They want to see what your opinions about this and your opinions about that. And so God, help us. Amen. To know the word of God and know the heartbeat of God and to be led by the Holy Ghost. And there's sometimes a... I mean, the best thing to do is I don't have an opinion about that. When they ask you Monday who won the Super Bowl, what was your opinion? Jesus. <laughs> That's the only Super Bowl we know anything about. But you see what I'm talking about? But let me kind of say something. You'd be shocked to the apostolics that knew exactly who won and how, what the points were and who was the main quarterback and who was doing this and who was doing that. But they can't name the 12 disciples. They can't really set you down and give you the plan of salvation. Even though they was raised in it. And some of them's got good quality minds. Some of them's got the gift and the talent and ability, amen, to do it. Amen. It would blow your mind some of the names and, and, and college sports and, and, and teams and their names. Amen. All the other that they can quote them and tell them all about them. Numbers of judges and everything else about them. But they can't hardly tell you nothing about Jesus. They can't tell you nothing about God. Hallelujah. But they want to come to the house of God and rip and run and jump and start and do all these things. And then go right back out there. I'm telling you, hallelujah, we're ashamed of him. If I can't do that out there. Oh, if I can't worship him like that out there, I'm telling you, it's a time we got to get back to some of that. When God moves upon us, I don't care if you are in Walmart. I done gave you permission one time, man. If you want to dance and love, worship God, speak in tongues, do it. God moves on you, do it. You never know who's speaking around the corner. Hey, man, it's all that maybe at the very point they're going to commit suicide. And all of a sudden, somebody obeyed God. All of a sudden, somebody, hey, man, what a shame. They meant to be used by the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, they meant that's how we war against darkness. That's how we put quiet in the spiritual voices of evilness. You know, the psalmist put it this way in one place. He said, he told her, he said, open up your mouth wide. He said, and I'll feel it. I feel it. That's what he said. Have you ever watched them little birds? Mama and daddy comes flying in with that big old worm. We got some little mud martins that builds a nest at hardware store. And they, they, they'll raise two or three generations every year in that same nest. <laughs> it's amazing. There'd be three or four of them. Man, they'd be sitting out there. To start with, they ain't sitting on the edge. They just in it. And, and, and the little birds, they're not about that big. But their mouth, it, the, the mouth is it's about, about over half the size they are. And you watch this. 
It doesn't matter what mama brings. It doesn't matter what daddy brings. It could be a big old juicy worm. Or it could be a bug. It might be something else. But you know what? They know daddy and mama's going to do what's right. And they know they're not going to feed them anything that they ought not eat. And so all of them, amen, is standing there with a lie. Their mouths wide open. I don't know how they keep up with it. Who's got what? Or maybe they just keep bringing it, amen, until they quit opening their mouths. Hallelujah. Maybe they just keep bringing it, amen, until everybody's satisfied. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, we're living in a generation. Hallelujah. We're not ashamed. You know what? We should never be ashamed that we're here tonight. 9 o'clock or 8.30. Hallelujah. Don't you let that world out there. They go to their ball fields and stay tonight at 10 o'clock. Don't you let no teacher or anybody else say, you want to have your baby home and in bed early. Well, you don't put yours in her bed early when you go worship your God. Right. Come on. Come on. Parents, you don't buy into that lie either. Don't you buy into that. Wednesday night services are important. It wasn't but a three-day journey, amen, before they began to murmur and complain, the Israelites. About three days is all we can stand. I appreciate you coming. I'm glad you're coming. And I don't, I've never heard a complaint about Wednesday nights. Thank God for it. You know why? We understand how important they are. Amen. To get that little shot in the arm. Amen. Because we're not ashamed. Amen. We may have to hustle and bustle. Amen. To come sliding in. But we'd rather come sliding into the house of God. Amen. To come sliding into home plate. We'd much rather, amen, come sliding into the house of God. Amen. To find it out there and do us a restaurant. Amen. We'd rather come to the house of God than go to any other place we know of. And just sitting at the house propping our feet up. Hallelujah. No, we'd rather come to the house of God. And I promise you there's some more out there tonight. I'd love to be here tonight if they were physically able and we're praying God will bless them and God will touch them amen because you know what they're not ashamed of this gospel and you know what I tell you that's what you and that's the place you and I've got to get to I'm not ashamed to call on Jesus I'm not ashamed to stop and say oh wait 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 wait, we need to pray and we don't have to impress nobody with our prayers I'm gonna I took that to heart what brother Sanford said about that uncle amen in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Lord be gone didn't impress nobody he didn't speak in tongues. He didn't do none of that. He didn't. Uh, but you know what? The next morning, the wart was gone. The next morning, the wart. God's not interested in trying to entertain our fleshly, even when it's Pentecost. Hey, man, you can be seated. God bless you. It's Wednesday night. Paul's writing to Timothy. And we know, we, we, from what we understand, the writings to Timothy. Titus especially, or Timothy, amen. The two letters they believe was probably the last two letters, amen, that Paul wrote. And he's writing to this young pastor, amen, one that he had helped win and instructed and guided and taught him, amen, and things of that nature. But anyway, 2 Timothy's 1 and 8. I want to pick up a little bit about what, what he's telling Timothy and helping him, amen, because he understood the battles and the struggles that was going to take place. But in 2 Timothy 1 and 8, he said, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. <laughs> oh, I've had them. I've had them. Hey Amen. I've, I've had them. I've, I've been on that, on that bus going to the shipyard. And <laughs> they picked on me about some of that stuff floating over here. I told them, man, we got something a lot better than that stuff. <laughs> this stuff here won't make you hallucinate. Oh, you, 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 don't, you, may, you may get in the place you don't know if you're in the body or not. Huh? 
But I'm telling you, it'll take, give you visions and dreams. Amen. It'll put life in you. In fact, one writer said it was joy unspeakable, full of glory. I've never seen drugs do that for somebody. I've never seen alcohol do that for somebody. And that's what they're looking for. That's what they're longing for. Amen. They're looking, amen, for this experience. They're looking, amen, for this Pentecostal experience. Every, every earthen vessel, hallelujah, has got a voidness in them. And the only thing they make it to fill up that voidness is a good Pentecostal experience. Everything else is going to come up short. Everything else is going to keep you looking for something. He told that lady at the well, you'll never thirst again. Hallelujah, you'll never thirst again. This will bring satisfaction and nothing else can. I'm not ashamed of what brought satisfaction in my life. Money couldn't do it. Possessions couldn't do it. Nothing else could. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. So he told him, he said, hey, therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. Not of me, his prisoner. <laughs> Boy, that's a statement. Paul referring unto himself as a prisoner of the Lord. Be thou therefore partakers. Watch this. I won't get to finish this tonight, but therefore be partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. There's going to be some afflictions with this. If you and I really stand with all the wisdom and skill and talent, there's going to be some that's going to reject it. There's going to be some that's going to rise up against us. There's going to be those that just, you know. And with some of that, you just, you have to just go along just, okay. You know, you, you can't force people to believe this. You can't make people. All you can do is be a, a witness unto them. A testimony unto them. And then it's up to them to receive it or to reject it. It's totally up to them. But you know what? Bibles instruct us, don't grow weary in well-doing. You just keep sowing. You just keep watering. And you just keep, don't be ashamed of who you are and the experience you've had in Jesus Christ. Who had saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. That was a reason of this calling. This a reason, amen, amen, for his, for his grace, for his purpose. That's what we're here to be, a witness of Jesus Christ, a witness of his love and power and grace and mercy. Which was given to us, given us in Christ Jesus before this world began. It was already set up. It was already before the world ever began. Before the first Adam and Eve. It was already set up and somebody was going to receive it. Somebody was going to walk in it. Somebody, and nothing, I'm telling you, is powerful as we give credit to the devil in deceiving and beguiling people. I'm telling you, there was going to be a church. There was going to be a church and that's not all. There's going to be a church on this earth. Amen. To the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's going to be somebody that's not ashamed of the gospel. There's going to be somebody it's not ashamed of the name of Jesus. It's going to be somebody that's not ashamed of holiness and righteousness and separation. It's going to be somebody that's going to hold on to the faith. It's going to be somebody walking in the Holy Ghost and having revival. And you and I, about it, whatever our minds made up, that's going to be us. <laughs> Watch this. Uh, let me drop down to 12th verse. For thee which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. I suffered these things. I've suffered prison. I've suffered being in chains. He talks and calls one man, Onesimus, I think was his name, and talks about how he wasn't ashamed of my chain. He wasn't ashamed to be my friend as a prisoner. Spent time in that Roman prison, in jail time, chained down. Second Timothy 1 and 16 says, The Lord 
gives mercy unto the house. This is where it's at, amen. And he says, refresh, for he is refreshing of me, not ashamed of my chain. Now watch this in Matthew 10, 32 and 33 and Luke 12 and 8 and 9. And I'm going to close after this. But I want you to, if you don't hear nothing else, please hear these next two scriptures, these next setting of scriptures. I want to talk to us a little bit about them. Amen. Matthew 10 and 32 says, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Now we believe in one God, so don't get the wrong picture here. But I'm telling you, God is a spirit. Jesus Christ sitting on the right hand side, and that's the, that's the power and authority. Amen. But you got to go through Jesus Christ. John later on writings talks about if you deny Jesus or if you deny the Son, you deny the Father. You cannot be ashamed of Jesus or Jesus' name baptism and all that's associated with it and expect to get the attention of the Father. Watch the next one. Luke 12 and 8 and 9. Also I say unto you, these are the words of the Lord, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. Let that one sink in a little bit. How many of you believe that we have menacing angels? And I'm talking about literally men, not just pastors, but literally. How many of you believe that you got an angel? Scripture taught us that. He warned us, amen, of the little ones. If you offend them, and how the angel before God and before their face. And he warns us, Titus taught us that. Now you watch this. But if we're ashamed of Jesus, if we're ashamed of holiness, if we're ashamed to be the Christian that God's calling us to be, in that time of need, I'm here to tell you, he won't, amen, he won't confess our names before the angel, amen, to come to our rescue and to minister for us and work on our behalf and win some battles and win some more. Could it be the reason that we don't see the angelic hosts and demonstrate the angelic powers? Could it be that some people are just simply ashamed of Pentecost in the name of Jesus? <laughs> and according to the scriptures, watch what he says. Next verse. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. I want y'all to ponder on them two, those two verses. Pray about them. God, you help us. You help us never to be ashamed of this, of this name, of this gospel, of the calling and the separation. We bought the field now. We bought the field. Everything's associated with it. I know, I know we're living in a time where, where more and more is trying to throw stuff out of the field. <laughs> That's not part of the field any longer. Whatever. You believe what you want to believe on some of that now. But I can say this much. The more we look like the world, don't tell me we're walking in the right spirit. The more we get involved and get entertained and go into things and in the world. 
But I'm telling you, those scriptures right there got my attention today. Because you know what? I want the angels to be able to trot on these grounds. I want the angels, amen, to encamp in our services. Oh, I thank God for Jesus. Don't get me wrong. And I don't, you can't top Jesus. But I'm telling you, there's a ministering side and a warfare that's going on. If we don't have the help of the angels, we're all in trouble. <laughs> but with the help of the angels in this warfare and battle, you look at Daniel, you go back and look at scriptures and you'll see it. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of this name. How about you? I don't believe you are either. You stand with me. I won't go any further. I don't have a clue what time it is. I'm sure it's getting close. What time is it? Eight what? Eight twenty-six. Well, I'm sorry, four minutes, amen. But uh, pray about this. I want you to pray, Paul. I'm telling you. Come on, we're endued with power with the Holy Ghost. But watch this, the Holy Ghost, confessing Jesus Christ, denying Him not, confessing Him. And come on, it's our Lord and our Savior. But, but and I didn't get to that far, that far alone. But I want to tell you something, we can't be ashamed of Him. He talks about in our conversations. Conversations means conduct. I mentioned the other night the little rest about what would Jesus do. Anybody seen one of them lately? Wonder why? Wonder why they quit wearing them. Wonder why they quit, you know, they don't talk about it no more. I don't see them on, on t-shirts. Ooh, praise God. I say you ought to buy some, but I'm not. <laughs> Praise God. No, no. Let's live it. We're not ashamed to be Christians. We're not ashamed to be Holy Ghost filled. We're not ashamed to live a separated life. We're not ashamed. Parents, don't ever, ever let the devil and flesh and people try to shame you whenever they try to tell you because you don't have that television in front of them. And please don't let the iPads and all that take the place of it. I didn't go over good. <laughs> I felt a little whatever. But, but still. Buddy, she's running close to it. Because one of the strongest things we had about television was it's a time robber. We used to give the, the time that was spent in front of television. We used to preach about that. We don't even, how, when was the last time you heard it preached on? How that grammar's kids would spend 40 and 50 hours a week in front of one. Well, we preached against it. We'd rail. We'd get behind. And we weren't ashamed of that. So some of this other, we're going to have to use some wisdom. We're going to have to have the help of God. Because, I, 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 come on. Computers are here. And they're not going anywhere. And you're probably going to see the day when you're going to have to have one to conduct any kind of business out of your own home. That day's coming. That hour's coming. Okay? So we better have enough of the Holy Ghost and enough of God in us that can keep us to make sure we keep ourselves. Because that tempter's going to be right there now. That one's going to be knocking. Pulling at us. Okay? I'm just throwing some things out here. We're not ashamed. So, so one of the most important things outside of having a powerful and a mighty church service is, come on, folks, let's don't be ashamed of this. 
When you bring your guests and we get to tearing these chairs and kicking them over and doing all this over, don't, don't get red-faced with that, that visitor. If anything, let them see you involved. They want to see you doing that. That's what got them here. Because watch this. <laughs> Nobody can come unto Him unless the Spirit draws Him. Thank God for the Spirit that will draw. That's all that's happening. When you go out in them highways and the byways, you're taking the Spirit out there that He can draw them, that He can get a hold of them and bring them to a place, amen, that they can experience the love and the power of God. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. God bless you. I meant to text Brother Sanford, young Brother Sanford. He's supposed to be with us Sunday and next Wednesday. He texted me that several months ago, but I will confirm that. So there's a good possibility he'll be with us Sunday, okay? Love you. Appreciate you. Any announcements? Any gripes? Any complaints? Love you. Appreciate you. Pray for one another. God bless you.